Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Police have more on the shooting death of a man suspected of shoplifting. I'm Kate Ryan. Why Loudoun County inmate is suing the sheriff's office over a shower. I'm Mike Marilla. Loved ones and community members gather to honor the life of a woman killed in a recent apartment fire. I'm Scott Gelman. Gains on Wall Street. Asian stocks mixed this morning. Good morning, 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Steele. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. One year into Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky expressed his gratitude to President Biden during his unannounced visit here this week for America's support and weapons. But frontline soldiers tell us they're running out of ammunition in the face of a new Russian offensive. Correspondent Charlie Daggett on the ground in Ukraine. Almost coast to coast along the northern part of this country, it has been a day of storms. Two really big ones causing power outages, major travel problems too but in some parts of northern california there is another side what do you think of the snow it's awesome lucy daly's family was making the most of this rare snowfall in the san francisco bay area uh, she's throwing snowballs at the car <laughs> driving in snow and ice is not something many motorists around here are used to i don't know now i'm worried about people slipping on black ice and uh, running into our barricades these highway workers are hoping drivers slow down and stay safe so everyone can enjoy the snow be considerate of people on the road we all gotta go home matt bigler for cbs news scotts valley california and then there's the nation's capital where it was about 80 degrees but just for one day now to central florida where a 19 year old man in custody is suspected in a string of shootings outside orlando three people were killed including a child and a tv reporter cbs's manuel bojorquez is there in the end nine-year-old Tiana Major was killed, along with Spectrum News 13 reporter Dylan Lyons. Fellow journalists were shaken. We go home at night afraid that something like this will occur. Colleagues and friends are now paying tribute to Lyons, who was 24 years old and engaged to be married. There's a new report out after a study of U.S. killings linked to extremism. That comes from the Anti-Defamation League and finds most such killings last year committed by right-wing extremists of various kinds, white supremacists, linked to an increase in gun violence. Mark Pitkavich is senior research fellow at the Center on Extremism. Our nation's inability to deal with the issue of gun violence is starkly reflected in a number of ways, and the rise of extremist-related mass killings is one of those. An Alaska lawmaker with a history of incendiary remarks has become a bit too incendiary for the Alaska State House. Correspondent Jim Crisula reports. The vote to censure Republican Alaska State Representative David Eastman was nearly unanimous. 35 yeas and one nay. The motion has passed. It came after Eastman said cases of fatal child abuse could save the state money. Because that child is not going to need any of those government services. There will be one more season for the HBO series Succession. This is CBS News. This message is for Karina. Our mom will finish her high school diploma at age 28. Hi mom, it's Emmedith and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You worked so hard and have taught us so much. We love you. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. WTOP at 303. Friday morning, February 24th, 2023. Partly to mostly sunny this Friday. Windy, a bit colder. Highs in the 40s and 50s. 
Right now, we're looking at 60 degrees straight up in our nation's capital. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your early morning ride. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we ride into this 3 a.m. hour together here at WTOP. We begin in Prince George's County where police there have arrested the man, they say, who stole a car this week that had a three-year-old boy inside. Police safely located Blake Morgan this week after an Amber Alert was issued out of Prince George's County. Police say the toddler was actually sitting in a Nissan that was stolen by a man at the Royal Farm gas station located on Old Marlboro Pike. The car has also been recovered. It all started with a call over suspected shoplifting of sunglasses. Now, locally, Fairfax County Police have this morning released the name of the man shot and killed after a foot chase near Tyson's Corner Center this week. Fairfax County Police identified the man who was shot and killed after running from officers near Tyson's Corner Center Wednesday night as 37-year-old Timothy McCree Johnson of the district. In an updated statement, police say when they responded to a report of shoplifting, they saw Johnson leave the Nordstrom store, then run through the parking garage to a wooded area as they called for him to get on the ground. Both officers fired their weapons, and Johnson was hit once in the chest. He died later at an area hospital. Both officers are veterans with seven and eight years on the job, respectively. The case is being investigated by Internal Affairs, along with an independent review by the police auditor. Police have not said whether Johnson was armed. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP at 3.05 Friday morning. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office is being sued after an inmate says he was put into a scalding hot shower earlier this month, which caused first and second degree burns. Now, a warning from WTOP this Friday morning. Parts of this particular report many may find disturbing. The shower in question took place after pepper spray was sprayed in Richard Pylon's cell at the Loudoun County Detention Center. Deputies say it was used after he refused verbal commands as they tried to move him out of his cell. Once out, Pylon and body camera footage can be seen being put in a restraint chair, and then that chair was wheeled into a shower and the water turned on. That's the sound of Pylon screaming from the video. The lawsuit claims that at that time he was being burned by the water. The lawyers also claim that during that time, the deputy involved showed an absence of even scant care or prudence for the health and safety of Pylon. The sheriff's office says an investigation showed the sole cause of the injuries was a faulty mixing valve, which allowed the water to get hotter than 110 degrees. Pyland is behind bars ahead of a trial on a sexual assault charge. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Friday morning, 3.06. Over 50 people gathering locally in front of the Arrive Apartments Complex this week in Silver Spring, doing so last night, Thursday night, this to honor the life of Melanie Diaz, who died recently in an apartment fire last weekend. Maryland State Fire Marshal there saying the apartment building did not apparently have a sprinkler system. Standing in front of posters with Diaz's picture, stuffed animals and candles, her boyfriend, Sobalvaro, recalled her values. She always said, you don't have to be the loudest voice in the room. You have to be the right one and know how to use it correctly. In her final moments, he says she fought to protect her dogs. When they found her, they found her hugging Sammy and Ella. She had removed her jacket and covered them so as to maximize their ability to live. Odalis Roblero says she was blown away by the turnout here outside the apartment complex. Seeing everyone, it just seems like a lot of, a lot of people care about Melanie. A memorial mass has been planned at Georgetown University on Saturday in Silver Spring. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos hiring an investment firm to evaluate a possible bid 
for the Washington Commanders. Two people familiar with that situation speaking with the Washington Post this week. Bezos apparently working with Allen and Company. It's a New York-based firm that specializes in prominent transactions involving professional sports franchises. It is not clear whether or not Bezos, who owns the Washington Post, will make a formal bid for the football team, but his association with Allen and Company represents a concrete sign of his interest. WTOP at 307. Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about. But you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. Coming up Friday morning, February 24th, this 3 a.m. hour, right after traffic and weather. D.C. police don't always use their body cameras as required in nearly half of videos reviewed. I'm Megan Cloward. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Weather time now, Friday morning is 308. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Good morning to Ian Crawford with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hello there, Dino. We've got one interloop work zone still working in Virginia. That's going to be on the interloop after Georgetown Pike. Two right lanes getting by outer loop. Still with some cones in the roadway, at least at last report. Uh, near Route 7, over on the left side, unclear what, if anything, is blocked. Not a serious delay getting past it. In any case, on 66, the ongoing crash activity near the work zone. After the Fairfax County Parkway, a single left lane will get you by. The delays have eased. And then westbounders after the Manassas Rest Area, heading for Sudley Road. Right lane gets by in the main travel lanes. Left lane getting by in the express lanes. 95 northbound, the work near Dale City takes away the whole left side. One right lane is all you have to work with as you approach exit 156. Pass that, you're golden to the Occoquan and onto the Springfield Interchange. In Maryland, there was work on the interloop of the Capitol Beltway near Route 1. College Park was over on the left side when last seen, but this one now successfully eluding the cameras, and I have reason to suspect that it may not be there anymore. On the rest of the Capitol Beltway between Bethesda and Oxon Hill, we are fine. 95 and the BW Parkway, Beltway to Beltway with no issues or no delays. 270 coming out of Frederick a smooth ride this morning through Urbana and Clarksburg and all the way to the Lane Divide. 50 between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway, uneventful across the Bay Bridge. Still doing the two-way traffic on the eastbound span, but doing that without delay. District travel still with the work in uh, in Northwest. This is going to be right at the Third Street Tunnel, inbound and outbound on New York Avenue, with caution as you're getting by to the right in each case. Extra caution as you make the transition between New York Avenue and the Third Street Tunnel. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Tracking the next couple of days for you, your Friday going to be much cooler, if not colder, than it was out there on our Thursday. But we had 81 degrees, 80 for the fourth time ever in our history in the D.C. metro area. So kind of amazing there, but much cooler conditions on our Friday. Winds gusting upwards of 30 to 40 miles an hour will make it feel even colder on our Friday night. So if you're heading out to dinner, make sure you bundle up. Very cold on Saturday, highs in the upper 30s to low 40s, and we could even see some snow showers. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. 80 degrees yesterday and snow this weekend. Wow. 64 in Chantilly this morning, 62 in Pin Quarter, 52 in Columbia, 60 straight up and holding in our nation's capital. Up ahead this Friday morning to the 3 a.m. Art to go-go. What will draw the region's most creative forces here to Anacostia? 
I'm John Doman. It's 3:11. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays. The same way you plan for the important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, or you can drive high. You can run, or you can drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. WTOP Friday morning at 312. Welcome in. This is WTOP News. A new story you're hearing only on WTOP this morning. The principal, assistant principal, and several staff members at Hayfield Elementary in Fairfax County have apparently been placed on leave. In a statement, the school system says it's reviewing their response to an alleged disciplinary incident between two students. The county says it cannot share more information about the incident due to student privacy laws until further notice other administrators will be leading the school system. Loudoun County Public School spokesman Wayne Byard will not be allowed a change of venue after all for his upcoming perjury trial. The Washington Post reports that a Loudoun County judge denied a motion by Byard to move his trial to another county. Byard was indicted for perjury by a special grand jury looking into the school system's handling of two sexual assaults by the same high school student. He had argued that Virginia's governor and attorney general tainted the jury pool by repeatedly describing county residents as victims of what they call a cover-up by LCPS and Byard. Prosecutors argue the defense has not shown any evidence Byard won't be able to get a fair trial and that the average person is even following this case closely. It's always good to know when you're being recorded, especially when you're interacting with police. Observers say there's a consistent problem with D.C. police officers forgetting, apparently, to mention that their body camera is recording. In reviewing the nearly 800 complaints about D.C. police officers last year, employees at D.C.'s Office of Police Complaints noticed a trend. We saw that a total of 45% of all the cases we investigated included some sort of non-compliance with policies and procedures. Michael Tobin, who runs the department, says in very few cases, the officer forgot to turn the camera on. The majority of it is an officer not telling the community member that they are being recorded. And then the second biggest violation that we're seeing is officers turning off the camera too early. Tobin says his office has seen about 800 complaints a year since 2017. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. A budding arts culture east of the river locally just got a big boost from the mayor's office this week. City leaders and awesome artists are celebrating the creation of the new Anacostia Arts and Culture District. It will um, give us a tool to attract and retain businesses. It will uh, have attention to artists that don't necessarily get all the attention, but they're brilliant. Christina Noel is the head of the Anacostia Business Improvement District, and she's says the designation will help amplify the amazing work that Ward 8 artists like Kiana Jones have been doing here for years. Art saves lives. That's what I really believe. It saved mine. So I'm excited that people jumping on the bandwagon now. In Anacostia, John Dome in WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. 
Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. It's Friday, February 24th. Sports time indeed at 3.15 at Rob's turn this morning. The Capitals made a trade ahead of what ended up being a physical 4-2 loss to the Anaheim Ducks. Alex Ovechkin was in the lineup for the first time since the death of his father, but also expressed the loss of teammates Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hathaway in a deal with Boston. Oh, it's sad. Great teammates, good friends, good players. It's hard, but uh, wish them luck and uh, we have to move on. Yeah, but that didn't look like a team that moved on, Coach Peter Laviolette. That's part of the business of the game. I think the guys know that, and that's a sidebar. We needed to play a hockey game. We needed to win a game. We didn't get it done. The Caps' six straight regulation losses are their most since 2003, before Ovi was a capital and the NHL had a salary cap. New commander's assistant head coach and offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy met the D.C. media in an energetic press conference that made obvious the juice he'll bring to the burgundy and gold. I have never, ever backed down from a challenge. So I'm embracing this challenge. I'm fired up. I'm excited. My vision is this. I got to make sure that I'm putting these guys in the best situation to be the most explosive the most dynamic, and also, more importantly, giving us the best opportunity to be successful. Oh, that's music to Terry McLaurin's ears. I'm just really excited to get to know him first, you know what I mean, before we start talking X's and O's, but I like to hear a guy who has a plan, but also the boundaries of what needs to take place to be successful. And in that press conference, I heard why Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach and also why he's not a head coach. A new D.C. Sports Huddle is on WTOP.com, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. All thanks, Rob. As always, 317, an update on traffic and weather in just one minute on WTOP. Stay with us. This is WTOP News. I love the winter. Well, that's a good thing. After this warm couple of days we've had around here, it's supposed to get colder this weekend. Winter storms are battering parts of the U.S., and CBS News' Dana Bacchus has the latest for You know, this is what I live for. Snowplow driver Chris Donahue has been working nonstop since Monday, trying to keep the road south of Minneapolis clear. I can't sleep. It's too much fun. I enjoy this way too much. About a foot of snow dropped around the Twin Cities. see a lot of people go in the ditch. Yesterday we counted at least seven on the way down and 15 on the way back. Portland, Oregon saw nearly 11 inches of snow. Okay, it's not the way that you want to go down that hill. No. While hundreds of downed trees close roads outside the city. Nationwide, more than 1,000 flights were canceled this week on Thursday. 5,000 more delayed. Among the top stories we're following for you Friday morning on WTOP. Locally, that three-year-old boy who was the subject of an Amber Alert out of Prince George's County this week and we hear that has been found safe and sound, a suspect also arrested in the case. The crew of the freight train carrying those dangerous chemicals that derailed in Ohio have gotten a warning now about an overheating wheel bearing and how they try to slow down the situation. China is calling for a ceasefire between Russia and Ukraine and for the start of peace talks to end the war on this one-year anniversary. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The time now on your Friday morning is 318. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Let's check it out with Ian Crawford this morning in the WTOP Traffic Center. Still with some issues in Virginia, Dino. We start westbound on 66 outside the Beltway where we had a work zone near the Fairfax County Parkway and then a crash and some police activity in that work zone now. Still getting by single left, but at least we're moving once again. The other work zone is going to be near the Manassas rest area as you head between Centerville and Manassas. The work zone is basically taking out the center of the roadway 
In the main travel lane, you're single right to get by. In the express lanes, one to the left will do the job. Eastbounders, you're fine coming out of Haymarket this morning. No issues, no nothing pending. It's a nice, smooth ride. 95 northbound, the one lingering work zone is going to be near Dale City. Exit 156, single right getting past the work, but no serious delays that you can see getting past it. The rest of the 95 ride coming out of Fredericksburg, fine so far this morning. 395, also without any issues or delays. One lingering beltway work zone is going to be on the interloop after... Georgetown Pike, two right lanes getting by. On the Maryland Bellway, I think that work zone that we had near Route 1 College Park on the interloop, I think that's gone. I have no evidence to, to tell me that it's still there in the roadway. If you do, let me know. 866-304-WTOP. 95 and the BW Parkway, Beltway to Beltway are clear. 270 coming out of Frederick this morning through Clarksburg and Gaithersburg with that issue or delay. 50 between the Bay Bridge and the Beltway. The ride through Annapolis and Bowie is uneventful. Still doing two-way traffic on the westbound, on the eastbound span of the Bay Bridge, I should say. One lane each direction to and from the shore. That should be going on for probably the rest of this hour. And hopefully they're going to turn that loose around 4 o'clock this morning or so. That's generally when they do. District travel on the southeast-southwest freeway. DC 295, I-295 without issue or delay. We did have the lingering work zone on New York Avenue. Both inbound and outbound, you were having to struggle around the work to the right in each direction. Extra caution as you make the transition between New York Avenue and the 3rd Street Tunnel. Jiffy Loop service centers keep you moving from oil changes and tire rotations to filters and wipers to a full range of services. Visit JiffyLoopDC.com for a location near you. Ian Crawford, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4 tracking the next couple of days. If you liked what we saw out there on our Thursday, you know, 81 degrees, record high temperatures. Eh, you may not like what's coming our way. Back to winter. We've got a cold front making its way through the area. You'll start to see the winds pick up. Temperatures are already falling across the area, and we'll continue to do so as we make our way through the day. Temperatures later this afternoon will be in the upper 40s to around 50 degrees. It, it won't be a bad start to the day either. It'll be a fairly mild considering, but it will be much cooler this afternoon as we make our way through the day. Windy conditions, too. Winds gusting upwards of 30 to 40 miles per hour. A very chilly Friday night for us. Wind chills in the 30s. And then on Saturday, wind chills starting off in the 20s. Highs only in the upper 30s to low 40s. And we could even see some snow showers on Saturday. So heads up for that as well. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. We're at 51 degrees Friday morning at Fort Belvoir. 62 foggy bottom, 62 in Silver Spring. We are up a degree to 61 now in our nation's capital. This check brought to you this morning by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Len the Plumber. WTLP at 322. Today's workplace is anywhere your agency needs it to be. As your workforce moves to a hybrid workplace model, HP with Intel can help you with devices, solutions, and services to equip your workforce with next-generation technologies with layers of security. Discover technology partners that understand the hybrid work challenges you face today. To learn more, visit hp.com slash workhappy. That's hp.com slash workhappy. Coming up on WTOP, grab the calculator. Up next, we'll check the latest jobless numbers for you. Hi, I'm Kirsten from Pentatonics. We've all learned how to cope with more time alone. With more time spent isolated or at home, the need for companionship has grown. If you've considered adding a pet to your family, please check with your local shelters and foster organizations. Stray pet numbers have grown immensely over the past several years, and the trauma caused to these animals is devastating. Adopt pets, they need us more than we know. This message is courtesy of the United States Air Force. 
You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. This is WTOP News. Commerce Department this week is revising its GDP numbers for the final quarter of 2022, showing that economic growth in the U.S. was slower than previously estimated. But the job market continues to buzz. Mark Hamrick, senior economic analyst for Bankrate.com, this morning says jobless claims remain at a low level. Remains hot in the job market, and it's quite remarkable, a sign of resilience. So jobless claims down by 3,000 to 192,000. That's six straight weeks now below 200,000, still below the level of a year ago. We are seeing a little uptick in the number of people who are continuing to get benefits. That may be a reflection of a higher number of job cut announcements we've been seeing, even with the unemployment rate at 3.4%. Police say breaking this morning, seven people, including five teens and a toddler, have been wounded in a mass shooting in Philadelphia. Meantime, a 19-year-old man now in custody is suspected in the string of shootings outside of Orlando, Florida, earlier this week, leaving three dead, including a 9-year-old girl and a TV reporter. He's accused of murdering a woman Wednesday morning, only to return hours later and open fire on a news reporter and photographer covering the story, and then a mother and child in a nearby home. In the end, 9-year-old Tiana Major was killed, along with Spectrum News 13 reporter Dylan Lyons. Fellow journalists were shaken. We go home at night afraid that something like this will occur. Colleagues and friends are now paying tribute to Lyons, who was 24 years old and engaged to be married. CBS correspondent respondent Manuel Boriekas. Alex Murdoch testifies at his own defense this week at his double murder trial. On the witness stand, the disgraced South Carolina attorney denies killing his wife and son. Maggie and Paul Murdoch were found shot to death near Kennels on the family property in 2021. I would never intentionally do anything to hurt either one of them. While Alex Murdoch staunchly denies any role in the killings, he did admit lying to police about the last time he saw his wife and son alive. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. But once I told a lie, I mean, I told my family, I... I had to keep lying. He claims addiction to opioids led him to lie. Prosecutors say Murdoch stole money from clients and decided to kill his wife and son because he wanted sympathy to buy time to cover up his financial crimes. Murdoch was asked if he stole from clients. I did. He blamed addiction for that, too. I'm Ed Donahue. Heard this morning, the former movie mogul Harvey Weinstein will actually spend more time behind bars. The judge sentenced Harvey Weinstein to 16 years in prison after the disgraced producer was found guilty of three counts, including rape of an Italian actress and model. Attorney Gloria Allred has represented a number of Weinstein accusers. They are not garden statues. They are human beings. They have feelings. They have been hurt. They have cried many tears. Weinstein must first serve a 23-year sentence in New York. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Time now to check your money news. A turnaround for the Dow on Thursday as the Dow closed up 109. NASDAQ gained 83. S&P up 21. Health insurer Humana says it will stop providing employer-sponsored coverage as it focuses on bigger parts of its business, like Medicare Advantage. Company says that will happen in the next 18 to 24 months. And a boost from Google for the universities at Shady Grove. A $500,000 gift from the tech giant will support workforce development and career skills training. Brennan Hazel.